Hey guys, a little bit of a different podcast today. Little update here. I'm gonna be taking a few weeks off from the podcast. Don't worry, this is not one of those where we then take a six month hiatus. We're gonna be back, no worries. Um, I'm gonna be going to Finland today with my family, taking some vacation, working a little bit there also. But one of the last podcasts we did was with Tyler and we talked about the secret company that we've been um, working on. And we actually had the first live stream for that secret company kind of a teaser getting us warmed up we are trying to help the next generation of youtubers if you're an aspiring youtuber if you've gotten into youtube recently or you've been growing it for a while already but it's it's a little bit tricky as we know um, this is for you and so for today's podcast we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit from that live stream because there was a lot of good stuff in there, a lot of good questions. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. So if you're interested in our little secret company, make sure to sign up for the beta, and I will see you guys in a few weeks. good name I think called The Car Creative where I focus specifically on automotive content and teaching people how to do that but I feel like I'm getting limited in my niche now and I'm debating switching to my name Alex McKinnis. What are some tips that you might have when you switched from Travel Fields over to Maddie Hapoya? What were some of the kind of must do things or tips to transition to your name? What's good? Great question. Uh, I feel like Wait, 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 wait. Let's get back there. There we go. Um, great question. Um, so I actually did this early on in my career. I was travel fields when I started. Um, I thought I was going to be a travel channel and filmmaking, teaching filmmaking around travel. And then I realized that like it, it was kind of just pointless for me to go that specifically um, in that niche. But more importantly, what I was thinking about when I switched to my name was um, I didn't know how long I'm going to do YouTube. And so... I wanted to build a brand that would go with me wherever I go, whatever I do next, if I start a company or I did this or that, then you know my name comes with me. Whereas if I'm mm -hmm. travel fields and I stop that, then that's just the end of it. And like, you know, I can't carry that on to the next company or next thing that I'm doing. Um, but what I would say is if you're changing the name or anything like that, do not change your content. Like your content can't change. Um, along with that. It should be the exact same content. Maybe you're slowly gonna niche out, but but um, if you are if you feel like claustrophobic in your niche or something, I don't think the name change is gonna fix that in, in any real way. Yeah, I would take the, the turning the Titanic approach to yeah. if, if maybe the, if you do eventually wanna, you know, expand your content, maybe the name change is, is one of a, a subtle first step to that. Um, but yeah, don't, I wouldn't do like a uh, a video where like my whole channel is changing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you might alienate yeah. the following that you currently have. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I would maybe maybe it's even your channel name with your personal name for yeah. six months or a year, and then maybe you just fully transition into your name. Uh, yeah. If if it's just a logo that you have now, maybe transition to uh, the name of your channel uh, with your face as a logo uh, or as the, yeah. the logo at first with your with your name, and then slowly. I would always transition. have a face in the little Ooh. avatar. I I wouldn't do logos. Logos are are very generic in a way and not recognizable. Faces are always recognizable, and it's interesting. I would have before when I started. I would have always said like start with your name don't choose like uh like uh you know 
creative visuals or yeah. something for your your channel name. But now we're in this phase of of social media where it's actually less about the creators and more about the content. Mm. And that's why we're seeing a lot of channels that aren't the name of the person. They're something else, you know. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't I don't think that that's going to last actually. Mm. I think that the the long term, you know, like I I I you know compare like a Casey Neistat versus like a Mr. Beast. Right. I I would imagine that most feel, most people, uh, if you could somehow like superimpose the two, you would feel yeah. more of attachment to Casey than to Mr. Beast. Right. Mr. Beast might hold your attention a little bit better, might, might make you want to click on that video. But in the end, when you think about it, you're like, I, f- I feel better or I feel more inspired or I feel more attached or or whatever you want to say to Casey's videos right because it's tied to him as a person whereas Mr. Beast is just about the con the thing that's happening I don't know yeah. anything about Jimmy himself you know yeah yeah I, th- I think too we have a we have a just some arguments in the chat which which means it's a it's, it's good <laughs> stuff but uh logos not recognizable versus faces I th- I, th- I think uh I came from a marketing background and I remember there's such an emphasis on logos, um, which logos are recognizable, but I think in this personal brand um, space, scientifically, I think even faces are one of the most recognizable things. So at a glance, you see the Maddie's face, you that's I think that's quicker to the human eye um, than to to prove this point. I literally have seen people comment on my videos, and then we've had a meetup, and I recognize that person. Mm. I would never ever have any idea <laughs> logo right. like who this person is, you know. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot more brand value. You can put your logo in your banner or wherever else, but like I would keep the uh, um, little thumbnail. Yeah, thumbnail too. Um, who do you miss most, Mr. Beast or Casey? Yeah, Mr. Beast is still going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next, uh, next question. All right, let's do the next question here. Hi, Maddie. This is Brian Olson from South Africa. My question to you is, is it better to prep word for word when you do your videos, or do you do bullet points and you just go off the cuff? What I've discovered with myself is that I have to do kind of something in between those two. I write a lot of my opening dialogues and then my points, I kind of just go off the cuff with like very important points that I read. So what's your advice? Good question. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that most YouTubers script out their videos in some way. Now there's no, everybody does this, everybody we've talked to, everybody does it differently, Mm -hmm. but there is they have a some sort of like way of doing it that they kind of do the same way. For me, it's literally, I come up with video ideas and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this video idea. And then I start writing a whole bunch of stuff around that. And then I'll kind of organize the ideas, but they're just bullet points. It's not like word for word, what exactly I'm gonna say. It's not, I don't even plan necessarily like, this will be shot outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just write down what I need, like what's on my mind, what I need to get out. And that's it. Um, but then some people, yeah, they'll even go as far as having a teleprompter and reading them, yeah. which I think is much harder to do naturally, but you can learn it and all that. Um, so yeah, I think that the, the specifics aren't important. I think it's just important that you do plan out your video and that there's like a clear story to it before you even start yeah. shooting it. It's gonna save you so much time shooting it, editing it, 
and then you're going to for sure have a decent video at the end of the day. I would, I would uh, experiment too. If you're yep. unsure, if you're a bullet person or a script person, I, I've been doing this um, in my very small channel. Mm-hmm. I, my first few videos, I scripted out word for word and realized that that was actually making my recording process way too long because yep. I'd be like, oh, I missed, I missed that. Yeah. I then transitioned into bullet points and then I realized I was rambling too much. So now I have this like hybrid that I'm that I'm working with, uh, with which works with my brain. But it, but I think you're more much more scripted yeah. um, than I would be. But uh, so yeah, I think experimentation, especially if you're just starting out, is is probably good to, to yeah. find your specific thing. But do have a plan for your yeah. Your video. I, I like just having the plan because then you like have a safety. And then when things happen, you like you go with the flow. But mm-hmm. like have a plan have something that you're you know it's going to keep you consistent um all right great next question in my relatively short life i've tried a lot of stuff and i've started from zero over hundreds of times and i've never really had an issue with self-esteem or approval so why is it that when i'm starting youtube from zero it suddenly becomes so much harder this unjustified fear and embarrassment has stopped me from trying for several years if I had a few hundred subscribers, the situation might be different, but I recently got my first one and I got a long way to go. So my question to you is, why is YouTube different and how did you handle this? Thank you. This is, yeah, a, this this is, is an interesting question. question. Yeah. I've never really thought about it. Like if it is even different enough, I guess there is a bit of like, a, there's all these strangers kind of voting whether or not they like your video. Yeah. And that kind of makes it. Um, but there's a there's a really, I, I think part of it, part of this I think is that YouTube is still so new. Like if you were to say to pretty much anybody like, oh, I'm starting studying to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. The universal reaction would be like, oh, that's great. Like yeah. you are gonna be successful. You must be really smart. Good choice. Mm-hmm. If you say I'm gonna become a YouTuber, that reaction is all over the place, yeah. right? And I think that's the problem is that it, we're still so early in the YouTube world that it's not even like a legitimate career. It's not a legitimate thing that you're doing so that you're literally embarrassed to um, to to for your family to know that you're doing YouTube, yeah. you know? Um, so like... Uh, one of our one of the people that we met, mentored, um, Dan Becker, he's like a hike, hiker, backpacker channel, mm-hmm. great guy, super talented. Um, and he was telling on on the podcast, I think it was, yeah. how he would literally in the beginning, he would yeah. wait for his wife and kids to be out of the house. He'd quickly set up the lights and like film his video. As soon as they come, like like close it all up and like not doing anything yeah. like, like yeah. completely hiding it um so i think there's there's like many aspects to it probably also one is that just like it's like almost like acting or something where it's like it's very you know you're putting your work out there and that's what's you know there's actually, not nowhere to hide i really related to this question on a on a on a different angle from what you're from what you're sharing uh with with a bit of a marketing background i found it really easy to build other people's brands um, through logo, through figuring out mission, vision, values, all of those things. And I think what happens when it comes to YouTube is you almost have to ask yourself brand related questions. What's my mission? What's my visions? What's my values? Um, What do I know? What do I don't know? And I think uh, there can be, depending on what your niche is, a very 
uh, a lot of self-reflection to know what your value is that you're bringing to your niche that I think for somebody who might be a little more introverted or a thinker or something like that, you don't want to just jump into it cold feet or mm. whatever the expression is um, without having done some of that thought. Um, and I think I think it's good that you know it's 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 serious. Like yeah. I want to I want to do YouTube. I want to make sure that I'm providing value. Um, so it might take some time of like some self reflection or going through like what yeah what are what are some of my um, you know unique value propositions that I can bring that no one else can bring. And then once you feel confident in that, it might be easy to easier to flick on the camera at least. Yeah. The other question, or the but other, don't get stuck. A lot of people take that too far, and they're yeah. like archiving videos and like never, you know. Yeah, and and I think that's very true. I think I started my channel much later than I realize now that I should have because I was thinking too much. Yeah. Having said that, um, we you talked about face. The previous question was face versus branding. Yeah. If this guy is easier about building brands. You know, and you want to start, maybe maybe just create a brand for yourself that isn't you or isn't your face quite yet, um, just to maybe overcome that first hurdle that gets you to start things. And then once you realize uh, that it's everything's okay, your family still loves you, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, of those yeah, things, yeah, yeah. maybe then flip it to your face and your name, and then it might feel less. But the goal is just to get started, I think, as, as well. It's interesting because, like, I... I would have thought that I would have been very embarrassed to start a YouTube channel mm. and I wasn't that embarrassed. I'm super introverted and all that. Yep. I, I'm sure that there was a little bit of it, but I wasn't like hiding it or anything like that. Yeah. And maybe that's just like, I had a more like gradual transition into it or something like that, that I was already making videos and it was just a matter of me getting mm. in I front of the camera a, versus behind the camera. I think that's a good point, point you're making, whether you realize it or not, is this was an extension of your business. Yeah. Whereas I think for a lot of people starting a YouTube channel, it's a, it's an extension of their personal their life, you know? And yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's maybe a lesson there to think of it a bit more professionally. Yeah. And I think I've, that's actually been a big switch yeah. for, for me is yeah. this is, it's more a, a networking tool for me. Some of my, some of my content. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not, so if, if some of my friends make fun of me for it or whatever, it's like, <laughs> Well, it's not geared for you. I'm not giving you a life update. I'm sharing for small business uh, help and stuff like that. So, Exactly. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to have tons more coming. Updates are going to be rolling out on the new secret company. Can't wait to just put it all out there and not keep it a secret anymore. And uh, if any of you guys are in Finland, maybe I'll see you there. All right. See you in a few weeks.